The Lord be with you. And also with you. Alleluia, Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Alleluia. We gather for ordered worship, to worship Almighty God, to illumine the imagination by the beauty of God, to quicken the conscience by the holiness of God, to warm the heart by the love of God, to devote the will to the purposes of God. We gather to worship Almighty God. The liturgy, music, and homily this day are offered in the praise of God for our gathered congregation here in Marsh Chapel, for our radio congregation across New England at WBUR 90.9 FM, and for our internet listenership now and later around the globe at WBUR.org. We welcome your prayerful and your material support, your written and emailed responses, your self-selection of forms of service and leadership in our midst, and as the Spirit moves come Sunday, your presence with us in worship. Upon this Mother's Day Sunday, is our, as is our annual custom, we welcome to our pulpit five selected graduating seniors and others from the class of 2015 at Boston University who will speak to you upon the personal and mighty theme, This I Believe. We are proud of them. We love them. We affirm them here in your midst. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. As we are able, may we be upstanding in the praise of God.
we pray. O oh God, you have prepared for those who love you such good things as surpass our understanding. Pour into our hearts such love toward you that we, loving you in all things and above all things, may obtain your promises which exceed all that we can desire. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. Well, beloved, how nourishing, how refreshing, how good it is to be together in the presence of the promise of pardon and of peace. But for the grace of God we would not be, and but for the grace of God we could not love, and but for the grace of God we should not speak. But by God's grace we live and love and speak. Here we are nourished week by week by the presence of God's Spirit to free, accept, pardon, and forgive. Let us pause as the choir sings for us our traditional Kyrie eleison, and we together lift our individual prayers of confession. May we pray.
clear good news. If we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thanks be to God. The lesson from the first epistle of John, chapter 5, verses 1 through 6. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ and has been born of God, and everyone who loves the parent loves the child. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and obey his commandments. For the love of God is this, that we obey his commandments. And his commandments are not burdensome, for whatever is born of God conquers the world. And this is the victory that conquers the world our faith. Who is it that conquers the world but the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? This is the one who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ, not with the water only, but with the water and the blood. And the Spirit is the one that testifies, for the Spirit is the truth. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
please join me in reading verses from Psalm 98 responsively with the antiphon. For he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have gotten him victory. The Lord has made known his victory. He has revealed his vindication in the sight of the nations. He has remembered his steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the victory of our God. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth into joyous song and sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with the lyre, with the lyre and the sound of melody. With trumpets and the sound of the horn, make a joyful noise before the King, the Lord. Let the sea roar and all that fills it, the world and those who live in it. Let the floods clap their hands. Let the hills sing together for joy at the presence of the Lord, for he is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and the people with equity. Now please rise as you are able for the singing of the Gloria Patri and the reading of the Gospel. Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. John, chapter 15, 
verses 9 through 17. Glory Glory to you, O Lord. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants any longer because the servant does not know what the master is doing, but I have called you friends because I have made known to you everything that I have heard from my father. You did not choose me, but I chose you, and I appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask him in my name. I am giving you these commandments that you may love one another. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Christ. Please be seated. As we welcome our four This I Believe speakers to the pulpit this morning, we would be remiss on this Mother's Day if we did not acknowledge also their mothers, who must be very proud of them. Four very proud mothers and one very proud mother-in-law sitting about six rows back on the pulpit side this morning. We were reminded that every successful man is supported by a surprised (laughs) mother-in-law. Our first speaker this morning is Nazia Haq, graduating with a Bachelor of Science in Health Science and a minor in Medical Anthropology from Sargent College. For the past two years, Nazia has served as a Marsh Associate for Global Ministry. She interned with Preview last fall, undertaking type 2 diabetes research, and she interned for three summers with Memphis Interfaith. After graduating, she will take a gap year for scientific research and work in the medical field and complete post-baccalaureate courses for entrance to graduate school. Welcome, Nazia. When I began my studies here at BU, I knew I wanted to connect to a larger faith community. As the only Muslim student in my high school class, I was burdened with the weight of an entire religion on my shoulders. Every time I spoke, I represented the beliefs of 1.6 billion people. I don't know about you, but that's a lot to pin on a 17-year-old girl. (laughs) Even with my family's support, I longed to know other Muslims' perspectives, and at BU, I got my wish. This warm, loving community I've gained has truly been a blessing. However, my Muslim friends have not been the only ones who strengthened my faith. 
Faith manifests itself even in the most subtle ways. This I believe through my interactions with hundreds of students in my four years here. Their faith systems complement and challenge mine, forcing me to truly learn what I hold most dear. I still struggle with tenets of my faith. For instance, I don't wear the hijab or headscarf. Turns out, I'm not the only student reconciling holy words with everyday practices, and I no longer believe that I have to bear these burdens alone. I may not worship God in the same manner as my peers, but standing here in this sanctuary, I can feel the influence of so many other faiths. This unconscious influence surely bleeds into my everyday actions. For instance, I find myself telling people to have a blessed day, or humming O Say Shalom in the hallways of Sargent, even though I don't identify with either Christianity or Judaism. I too must have unconsciously influenced my non-Muslim friends, for they now remind me to pray at specific times of the day. Even if we're watching a movie, they'll pause the film and wait for me to finish my prayers. I don't think I could ever take the small gestures for granted. Those moments, honestly, are the ones I cherish most. Faith doesn't have to manifest itself through traditional rituals like hymns or chronic recitation. It can even appear in something as small as respecting other people's beliefs. In that respect, we grow even closer. After all, we only learn our own beliefs when light hits them, casting shadows that delineate them from other things. But that same light must also shine over everything. This light of compassion is universal, and yet we all showcase it so differently. In our empathy, be it through cleaning up the Charles River or packing meals for the homeless, we come to realize who we really are. Prior to college, I understood my faith in relation to 1.6 other people. Now I can safely say that I understand it in relation to myself. In this sanctuary, but also in this community at large, I've gained more than just peers that understand my specific struggles with Islam. I've connected with an interfaith community far larger than my own, and I wouldn't trade it for the world. Emily Singer is graduating with a Bachelor of Arts in Psychology and Sociology from the College of Arts and Sciences. She is a recipient of the Howard Thurman Searching for Common Ground Award, the Hillel Outstanding Senior Award, and is a member of the Psychology and Sociology Honor Societies. Emily has served as Interfaith Council President, Reform Community President at BU Hillel, Hillel Treasurer, and Admissions Ambassador, Admissions Student Diversity Board Member, CAS Dean's Host, and a social work research assistant. After graduating, she plans to work in the field of college admissions. Welcome, Emily. My journey started at 213 Bay State Road. Known to most people as the Hillel House, to me, it would become a home away from home. I began my freshman year attending Reformed Jewish services as I had done at home. But this time, instead of once a month with my parents, I began going every single week. 
And instead of being surrounded by a congregation mostly composed of young families and empty nesters, I was greeted each week by passionate student leaders. And instead of having services led by the rabbis I grew up with, I was being led in prayer by my peers. There was something so different and unfamiliar about this experience, and yet empowering. I remember sitting in services about a month into my freshman year thinking, I want to do that. How can I do that? The answer came just two months later when I was asked to become the new co-leader of the Reform community at Hillel. I immediately jumped at that chance. I, know, I knew that what we had at Hillel was special, and I wanted to be a part of it. I wanted to bring that experience to any and all students that were interested in having it. When I took my role as the leader of the Reform community, on any average week, we had about five students at services, including the two students leading. It was a small but mighty community, but I knew it could be stronger and more vibrant. I knew we could engage more students and give them a meaningful spiritual experience as well. I made growing our community a top priority, putting on social events, community service programming, and stepping up our religious services to be more like the full-bodied congregations we had left at home. It wasn't easy, and it took a lot of learning, but our community began to flourish. Each and every Shabbat, our numbers climb. We see new faces and old faces all the time. But I don't think creating more programming or even bringing more professionalism to our services is what's drawing them in. I think what it is, is very simple. At the beginning of each Shabbat service, we encourage our community members to get up from their seats and introduce themselves to someone new or someone they haven't seen in a while and ask them about their week. It was possibly the simplest change we made, but by far the most impactful. In that single action each week, we create community. We create an atmosphere where we care about each other, where it's important that every single person in the room feels welcome and vital to our community. Through my role as the president of the Reform Community at Hillel, I learned a lot of things both about being a leader and also about how I want to live my life. I'd like to share with you a few things that I've learned and that I believe. This I believe, that the sense of belonging to a community is so much more powerful than any kind of programming can ever be. It's about the people, not the programs. And if you remember that, you'll never have any problems creating community. This, I believe, that the best strategy you can use to reach out to someone is kindness. Opening up your heart to theirs, being willing to share and connect with your fellow being is the only way to create a real, sustainable connection. A Facebook event invite is cold and empty. A personal conversation or a smile is deep and meaningful. And in a world filled with Facebook event invites, those real conversations become even more valuable. And lastly, this I believe, that each day exists for you to do good for others because it's through good fellowship that we are able to be our best selves.
Braylon Robert Heidinger is graduating with a Master of Divinity degree in the Religion and Academy track from the School of Theology. During his studies, he is focused on philosophical and comparative theology and New Testament studies. And he completed his contextual education internship here at Marsh Chapel. After graduating, he will be applying to a PhD program in comparative theology, working and enjoying time with his wife, Kristen. Welcome, Graylin. I offer this reflection with deference to Dean Robert Allen Hill, who has taught me the Gospel of John, and Dean Emeritus Robert Cummings Neville, who has taught me theology. This I believe. In arche ein halagos kai halagos ein prostantheon, kai theos ein halagos. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. These words at the beginning of the fourth gospel sound so simple, yet their meaning is profound. The creative Word of God was in the beginning, before time itself existed, and the Word of God creates all that exists. This I know. The identity of God, as creator, is the eternal identity of God, and God creates all the beautiful harmonies that comprise the created order. We humans, like everything that exists, are radically contingent upon this ontological creative act, our creator. This I know. Everything that God creates exists, harmonizing things that distinguish it from and things that connect it with all the other lovely created harmonies. Humans have the ability to form the various components of our lives in different ways. The forms we choose to embody need to fit our circumstances. This I believe. We lie under obligation to choose, wisely, as the knight in Indiana Jones in The Last Crusade might say. We choose from real potentials, each of which has a different value, and so our lives can assume different meanings. When we choose the right forms, give rise to wholeness, and compassionately and lovingly engage others, our lives assume great meaning. This I believe. As finite creatures, we can never do all the things we ought to do perfectly. We live in the predicament of being obligated to do things that we can never perfectly do, but ultimately that's okay. Though we face real predicaments, we also experience real deliverance from these predicaments when we let the symbols of our religions bring us closer to that which is ultimately important. Divine mercy seriously judges and lovingly accepts us without punishment or reward for whom we really are before God. We live in a cosmos that is vast and wild. Cosmic windstorms, zipping comets, solar flares, and time itself threaten to eliminate the fragile conditions left necessary for life as we know it on this planet. The Creator who has fashioned us is very wild indeed. God's gift of creating us is gratuitous, arbitrary, undeserved, and surprising. In other words, God loves the world by making it something of value. Insofar as we delight in the hycaity of all the other created things, we love in the most radical, divine way a human can. This I believe. To experience the love of God, the Creator, and to love all that God creates is to find ecstatic religious fulfillment. May our religious symbols deliver us from our predicaments by orienting us toward what is ultimately important in life, righteousness, wholeness, loving engagement with others, and achieving a meaningful value identity. And may our love for God and our love for God's created order bring us to ecstatic fulfillment as we embrace God's radical love for us, the gift of existence. Amen.
Rupal Ramesh Shah is graduating with a Master of Public Health in Global Health from the School of Public Health. She is a recipient of the Harvard Heroes Award from the Harvard School of Public Health and the Catherine M. Skinner Memorial Prize from the Boston University School of Public Health. She has completed a global health internship in Kilimanjaro, Tanzania, working at Kibongoto Infectious Diseases Hospital and Pamoja, Tunawesa. After graduation, she intends to work in the field of global health, either locally or abroad. Welcome, Rupal. This I believe. From the foothills of Kilimanjaro to the snow-filled streets of Boston, my journey has been full of adventures, challenges, and beautiful memories. As I graduate in May, I reflect on my spiritual journey as a student and as someone who has carved her own path towards her own goals, but only with the help of God. My spiritual journey began at Southern Wesleyan University in Central South Carolina, more than 10 years ago when I was an undergraduate student. It was at Southern Western University that I learned about the power of prayer. Although the university practiced Christianity, my beliefs and values as a practicing Jain merged well with the university's core principles. The environment at Southern Western University allowed me to grow spiritually as a Jain and as someone who believes in the power of prayer and finds comfort in knowing that God's presence is everywhere. Boston University has provided me the environment and relationships to continue my spiritual journey. My time at Boston University has been full of reflections as I have built relationships with people from different faiths and varied life experiences. During the course of my time at BU, I realized many mentors have invested their time in me because they believe in me, not just as an individual, but as a productive member of society. Such relationships have enabled me to grow professionally, personally, and most of all, spiritually. For the first time in 16 years, I returned back to Kilimanjaro last year, where my work in global health once again reminded me about the tender nature of human life. It was through BU that I received the opportunity to travel back to my birth town. Such experiences have allowed me to reflect on what it means to work in global health and to work for the people. One of the key lessons learned along the way is that God does not put you through something you cannot handle. My professors and mentors at BU have always pushed me to strive for nothing but the best. As people with much experience in the field, I look up to them for advice to ensure that I'm walking on the right professional path. I understand that my professional path will not lead to success overnight. But along the way, I want to ensure that my path is guided by watchful eyes that are constantly ensuring that I keep the greater goals of life and people in mind. As I graduate this month, I realize this is not an end, but merely another step in my spiritual journey. 
As a new graduate, I look forward to new challenges, new adventures, and new memories. I'm excited to see what God has in store for me and my future. Even as I leave, I have full confidence that I'll take with me all that I've gained at Boston University, including the spiritual learnings, precious relationships, and most importantly, a lifetime of memories. Thank you. Dearly beloved, as we turn our hearts and minds to prayer, I invite you to assume an attitude and posture of prayer by remaining seated, standing, kneeling, or coming to the communion rail according to your tradition as we join together in our call to prayer. Lead me, Lord. Let us pray. Holy and gracious God, we give thanks for the spiritual journeys of our graduating students, those shared today and those undertaken over the past years of study and scholarship across this great university. We give thanks for the many relationships of support, mentoring, formation, and development that have enabled our graduates to learn to listen to the sound of the genuine in themselves. We give thanks for the communities on campus and beyond that have encouraged, empowered, and facilitated the development of leadership among our graduates and benefited from their leadership thereby. We ask for continued grace to pursue lifelong spiritual journeys to learn and grow in light of the stories, shared, and experiences we undertake with those who accompany us on the way. We invite your blessing on those who have undertaken various forms of ministry in this place and pray that their ongoing ministries in life and community are a transformative leaven for justice and peace in the world. We pray for all mothers today and especially for the mothers who mothered our graduates, 
whose pride in the accomplishments of their children is perhaps the best gift they might receive. Bless us in the week ahead as we celebrate the class of 2015, and may the class of 2015 embody and continue the legacy of transformative leadership that Boston University has stood for since its founding in 1839. We conclude our prayers today in the words that Jesus taught. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. peace of God be always with you. We'd like to take another moment to warmly welcome you to Marsh Chapel, a sanctuary amongst a city, a place of peace in times of chaos and stress. We hope that you feel at home here and know that wherever you are on your spiritual journey, this is a place for you to continue your walk. We would love to get to know you better and help you get to know one another better. And a great way of doing that is by putting your name and contact information in the red books towards the center aisle of each pew. We'd like to update you on some events and announcements at March Chapel. We're a living and breathing and busy place this time of year. Directly following the service, there will be refreshments downstairs. This is a great time for fellowship and coffee and a great time to thank and greet our student speakers and all of our graduating seniors in our Marsh Chapel community. I would like to take a moment and extend a warm thanks for the deeply authentic and spiritually profound speeches we heard from our BU graduating students this morning. Thank you so much. You've touched us all and taught us something new about BU. Thank you. Once again, we'd like to wish all the mothers in our Marsh Chapel community a very happy Mother's Day. Thank you for all that you do. We'd also gently remind our BU students to call mom after the service. 
I invite all of you and happily encourage all of our BU students to join us next Sunday for our annual baccalaureate service. It'll feature our guest speaker, Cornell William Brooks, president and CEO of NAACP, and many other university officials who want to congratulate and bless the Boston University class of 2015. I now turn to Brother Larry for a special announcement. As we are preparing to say a fond farewell to the graduating class of 2015, we here at Marsh Chapel are also preparing to say farewell to a member of the ministry staff. For the past seven years, the Reverend Liz Douglas has worked among us, first as a ministry associate, completing her contextual education internship uh, during the completion of her Master of Divinity degree at the School of Theology, and then later as a chapel associate. And during that time, she has been the only professional staff at Boston University whose portfolio consists entirely of the support of lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, questioning, and queer students here at Boston University. That is no small thing coming from the chapel. We are incredibly proud of Liz, all that she has accomplished, ranging from the LGBTQ lecture series, the formation of Outlook, our student group for supporting the spiritual journeys of, of LGBTQ students, and her leadership in the Sunday study group here at Marsh Chapel. Our thanks this morning to Liz. We hope you will join us downstairs following the service for a time to celebrate her in, with food and fellowship along with our graduating class. Let us take a moment to thank Liz. website at bu.edu chapel where there is also an opportunity for online giving. As we call our ushers forward, let us be reminded that it is a gift to be a giver. Whether you're at home, listening on the radio, or with us in community this Sunday, we have the opportunity now to practice the ancient discipline of generosity. As the choir lifts us up in song, may you find yourself being as generous as you are able.
for the work before us, for the life within us, for the fellowship among us, for thy love that surrounds us, we give thee thanks, O Lord. Bless these gifts and the givers, we pray, through Christ our Lord. Amen. May the sun show warm and bright on you, your darkest night a star shine through, your dullest morn a radiance brew, and when dusk comes God's hand to you. The blessing of God Almighty, creator, redeemer, and sustainer be and abide with each one of us now and forever. Amen.